0: Join me right now on Kumite TV is undefeated heavyweight smasher, Tyrell Fortune. What's going on, Tyrell?
1: How you doing, man? Thanks for having me.
0: No doubt, man. No doubt. Um, You've been with Bellator your whole career, you know, so far to this point. You know, how many levels have you elevated since making your debut as a fighter in 2017?
1: Man, as a fighter, I would I would say my elevation is... I'm a student of the game, so I would have to say I learn every day because I try to. I I strive to learn something new every day and and work and improve on at least something. And, man, I was just working on combinations the other day, and my coach was showing me a weird hook that at first I couldn't really get. But all of a sudden, like three days ago, we were hitting mitts, and I was just hitting it perfect. He's like, man, when did you start working? I was like, well, I've kind of been throwing it on the bag, and now all of a sudden I got it down perfect. So, I mean, I just try to work on everything and continue to improve my game
0: your skill set is pretty scary for any opponent. You know, you got an incredible wrestling base, sick athleticism, you know, crazy speed, KO power, you know, have fighters been ducking you, you know, throughout your career? Have you had some fights fall out because like, you know, I'm pretty sure Bellator has put your name in front of some guys that are up in the rankings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was kind of the hard part of uh, coming from my wrestling background and, and getting into MMA and, and starting to learn more and more guys were, really denying fights my last fight it took they asked 17 people took (laughs) 17 guys for me to get an opponent you know so that that stuff is kind of hard and then the fight before that i had the guy pull out monday of the fight week so tuesday i got a new opponent right before weigh-ins it was i mean like two days before weigh-ins we're in california and they come up bellator's like hey uh your guy's not answering his coach's phone he's not answering our phone he's not checking in I think he's pulling out. And I'm like, well, am I going to fight? Like, I'm here. Like, what's up? Like, I'm ready to fight. Like, I did the whole camp, and I'm here. Like, we're in California now, and you're telling me this. And they're like, well, will you fight anybody? I was like, yes, I will fight whoever you can get. You know, and luckily, G- uh, Giovanni Saran, he stepped up. And uh, so that was that was crazy. I didn't I didn't think, you know, looking at the game from outside in, being a fan, I didn't know you could deny fights. I didn't know there was politics behind it. I thought if I publicly called you out, you had no option but to accept the fight and that once i got in the fight game i realized this it's not nothing like that at all it's a lot of politics that go behind just you know stepping in the cage it's, it's more than just stepping in the cage and fighting and i think that's what pe- a lot of people don't see or realize because that's all they pay attention to is that we're getting in the cage beating each other up
0: well it must give you some confidence man that uh, fi- guys are ghosting you on on fight week you know what i mean like it is a big show it's bellator <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. I mean, a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, But I, not so much when it's undercard, you know, like if, if, as this continues on after these next fights, now that I'm main, now that I'm main card and this continues to happen, then I'm going to really be vocal about guys ducking me and stuff. But I think undercard, you know, because at first I didn't really understand like how it was for, for guys to move from amateur to pro, how hard that, that step is for guys to even get noticed and to get on those big league stages. So, Guys really take their time and really are, you know, smart about the opponents they take. And anybody fighting a wrestler is not a good opponent, especially in your amateur career. That's like almost a loss. You know, if you're going against a college D1 wrestler, they're like, all right, well, if he takes me down, I ain't getting up. And that usually right there is why guys don't want to fight. Take that fight right there.
0: Well, you know, like you said, after your last fight, you wanted to get on your on the main card. You are on the main card in your next fight. You know, you said you also wanted a top 10 guy, but this guy, he's not top 10, but he's a decent opponent, man. If you look at his record, he's done pretty good for himself.
1: I, you know, and I would totally agree with that statement, except for I know this guy. We wrestled oh. growing up and in in, while we were younger. So like, I've seen this guy, his like, you know, all through high school and when I look at opponents, I like try to judge them by like their 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 skills and their like maybe tactics and um athleticism. And this kid this guy Rudy's not an athlete. Like <laughs> Rudy's not an athlete at all and I just uh, I feel like it's almost personal that he asked. He asked to fight me. So I feel like it's almost personal that he was he was seeking me out to fight me like I think when he even got signed, I think he was probably thinking in his mind like, "Man, I'm going to fight Tyrell in the future when I get my chance." So I just uh, I, I laughed at that. I thought it was funny, but no, yeah. I think I think it's going to be a good fight. I just uh, I don't really see where the danger is at it unless I just stand in front of him for him to hit me. You know, we're heavyweight, so any four four ounce gloves anybody can be knocked out.
0: You have had six months since your last fight. in the In the time that you have had off, you know, did you do a little traveling to train or you know help anyone else for their camps?
1: Uh, I'm in Bader's camp. So I've been uh, with, with Bader. His, uh, he's been getting ready for Congo. So um, he's actually been in camp for probably, I want to say, almost a month and a half, two months now. And so we've been grinding it out uh, three time, three days, four days a week. And um, that's really, really the only person. I, I go with a lot of local boxers here, actually, in Arizona right now because I'm actually, I'm actually having my first pro boxing match on uh, September 14th. And uh, so I've been going with a lot of pro boxers here locally.
0: And now you know focusing on your boxing. You know who who are the men behind the mitts. You know sharpening that aspect of your game.
1: Uh, Trevor Lally and Jamison White. They're the uh, head coaches at well. Trevor Lally is the head coach and Jamison is the assistant at Arizona Combat Sports here in Tempe, Arizona. And I've been with them since uh since I made the uh, signed the contract with Bellator, and that's when, and that's the gym I've been at since.
0: How much have you developed with them, man? Like, they must be very confident in your skills. And it, is it easy to pick up boxing for you?
1: Yes. Yeah. Bo- boc- boxing was uh, – it's is very easy. I've, and I don't want to say that like it's that, but, like, I've been wrestling since I was in the third grade. So, that whole, like, coaching aspect, I love learning. I love pushing myself. And, and boxing is another combat sport where it's you versus another man. And I just don't feel like uh, many people put too much into that. Like I really, that that really pushes me and, and keeps me going. So I like, when the, when the, we started boxing, I just felt like it was, I feel like this was all meant to be almost now, you know, starting coming into the sport. It was really easy for me to pick up and, and start learning. It just, the one thing that it took time was getting you, getting comfortable being punched. You're coming from wrestling, you're not, you're used to somebody banging on your head, trying to choke you a little bit, break an arm or a limb off or slam you hard. But getting punched is uncomfortable at first, you know, and you got someone's hands in your face trying to hurt you. So it took took time to get used to that.
0: You know, you got a guy like um, Deontay Wilder, you know, a guy that just jumped into boxing and just in in such a short period of time became, you know, a force, man. Like, do you feel that like if you started boxing when you were young, like you started wrestling at that age where, you you know, you might even be boxing right now?
1: Man, I I think I'd be a multi... Just a, a, a multi platform star, if I think you know, and that and that's kind of you know not to speak too far into the future, but I, I kind of see that happening now because really there's not many talented heavyweight boxers. I don't really see anybody that's like really that crisp and clean with technique. And I'm I mean I'm I'm fighting some guys who have a lot of dominant, uh, way better records than me have like 10 20, 10 20 15 fights in boxing, and I'm piecing them up. So it's not I don't feel like it's too it, it, like like i was saying that the athletes you know what i mean the high the uh, top of the line athletes are the heavyweights don't don't do boxing they're not doing mma they're playing be- football they're playing basketball they're going to the sports where the money's at so this is a, this is a rough grind those guys are focusing on football so we don't you don't get many too many athletes that, that go into mma or boxing dante wilder is one of those guys he's an elite athlete that went the boxing and just because of his body type his length it destroys everybody Mm -hmm. so it's just it just that's why i think it takes some time like that's why i think this andy ruiz when when he beat joshua everybody's like whoa like he's big old fat chubby guy knocking out this big tall buff black guy you know what i mean like nobody took that everybody was like caught by surprise you know so i think that's the kind of things that you see in heavyweights that's why heavyweights get that most attention because like at any time anybody can win because we're just big guys throwing bombs
0: Going back to Ryan Bader, you know, being in camp with him together, you know, he's at the spot where you want to be. You know, he's been fighting for so many years and he has the belt. He has two belts, you know, it's just two like you say what he has done, you know, in that short period of time with Bellator. You know, being in your position and having a guy like that with you every day in camp, you know, what, what kind of effect does that have you have on you?
1: Man, it's, a, it's an honor to be able to work out with a guy like that and, and be able to utilize his experience and expertise especially at this so early in my career most i feel like most guys might not want want that at first and i think at first he kind of maybe felt like that but then as you can see like i just wanted to learn from him you know i wasn't i don't think i it won't be a challenge thing like i don't see myself fighting him in the future because obviously i want to obviously it's gonna take me time to get there and you can't just jump through the sport i don't want the last thing i want to try to challenge for the belt and people be like oh will you skip me or pass me up like like i said about uh Hagger, you know what i mean i would rather take out everybody so once i get there everybody's like he's the best i don't think i he beat me up last time (laughs) he beat me up on his way to the belt i don't don't, i don't want it now that he has the belt you know type thing and so um i think at first when we started it was kind of one of those things but now it's uh man it's more like a a student i'm just sitting there trying to learn and and realize and utilize all the move and see where his openings are because he he's very good at using his wrestling and then just hiding that with his hands you know what I mean. So if you've seen the way he went through the tournament, it was it was crazy. You know some of the fights that he had with King Mo, and I don't think anyone expected him to come out and knock him out that fast. Yeah. You know, so just being able to and and that was all with his footwork, head movement, looking like he was going down for a shot, and then threw a nice Russian hook. You know, so just being able to see a guy and see his training regimen, how much he does and what he does. To stay on top of the game is, does a lot for me, so I can see. All right, this is what the type of stuff I need to be doing if I want to ever get to that level. This is what the things I need to do.
0: Yeah, his uh, his boxing man has just been on display throughout that tournament. Man, it's just like mm-hmm. it shows you that the coaches down there are doing something right.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah, he, he's, he's 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 a great fighter. He like I was telling I told him the other day. I don't I haven't seen anybody at heavyweight mix it up as good as him. As far he doesn't just wrestle, he doesn't just do jujitsu, he doesn't just do boxing. He mixes it up very well, and that's one of the things that heavyweight you don't see very often. Somebody that can change their stance, go into a whole different strategy, and start implementing it. He does that.
0: Going back to Jack Swagger, you know, you've been cri- openly critical of you know him and the hype that he's been getting. You know, what do you think of the performances that he has had? You know, the the type of you know oh against the type God. of the level of opponent he's been fighting.
1: You know, for you know, to be to be honest, I, I'm always going to be honest. I can't hold back my tongue anyway. I don't really care too much. <laughs> people get upset, but you know, I just didn't understand um, how he was main card quality when he wouldn't. He, I guarantee, he wouldn't have fought the guys I fought. I mean, his last opponent was a guy who literally just walked out the meat shop, and he had no problem saying that at the interview. So it's like you're not. He's not even fighting athletes. He's literally fighting just big fat guys at work, you know what I mean? So I'm like, this after I've seen that last fight, and then I saw him call out Fader, I'm like, you're a joke, bro. Like you're just a joke. You're not even a real fighter, you know what I mean? You're doing this shit for for fun, you know? So I'm I don't even want to fight him anymore because he's not any competition. Like I said, I don't want to go backwards. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to fight the best guys in the sport to see what I have, challenge myself. And he's not a challenge. He's a wrestler. He's not gonna take me down. And he definitely, you can see, he's scared. Even with the with the meat packing guy, he didn't want to throw hands. He took him right down. So if you don't want to throw hands with the meat packing guy, you definitely don't want to throw hands with me. So, you know, I just he's a he's a clown, to say the least. He you don't even punch, throw punches and you call out a, a, a world somebody who's that established like a legend in the sport. Get get out of here, man. You're a joke.
0: It seems like there has been a lot of guys you know out there in MMA you know in the heavyweight division that has been getting pushed you know like uh getting the push right and i you know i feel like you're the type of guy that should be getting the push you know i mean you're you worked yourself up you know you've been beating everybody you know with decent records uh you know but the guy that everybody wants to fight is uh greg hardy man what do you think about greg hardy man like what do you think about him and what he's been doing
1: man you know like obviously we're different companies and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh but i i like again, he's a he's an elite athlete who came from football. And me I just see a lot I see a lot of good things but a lot of bad things as well. Because of his body type, all that big muscle, high energy that he has, he gets tired quick. And you've seen how he fights when he gets tired. He'll he'll break the fucking rules. He don't even know what's going on. So he, he his fight IQ is very low. His experience is very low. He has zero wrestling. So I just don't see much of a competition with a guy. It's, it's his strategy is the same strategy that Rudy has to come out with. I have to go fat. I got to get on him quick and land a big punch, and throw big bombs. That's that's really the only strategy a guy when when you're a big guy with no athleticism and not many skills. That's what you have to go to because that's the only danger as a big man that you have. And same thing with Greg Hardy. He has to he, first off he has to change his body type. He'll never. I don't think he'll be able to get past himself because his all that muscle won't allow it. It's just too much. So he just he's got a lot of development to go. He just needs to keep keep his head down and 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 be a student of the sport because he's going to have a lot of tough fights that's going to start coming real quick. And you're gonna we're gonna either see him fly or sink. You know he's either going to be able to step up to those matches or the guys with the more experience and the different skill sets are just going to u- utilize those against him.
0: You know, going back to your fight, man, I'm pretty sure you're going to go in there, do what you need to do, get that win. You know, how far do you think you're from, you know, getting a big name fight or even, you know, a title eliminator? How far do you think it's like the next fight or two fights from now? What do you think?
1: Oh, man, Uh, I, I would say at least in these next three to four fights, I would I would I would suspect. But in this sport, man, you never know. You know, like they it's off. They go by so many different things that if I go out there and I knock Rudy out with a crazy, some crazy knockout, then all of a sudden Bellator might be really hype on me and be like, "All right, we need to push Tyrell a lot more and get him fighting every three months and get him in the promos and things like that." Like it could switch and all of a sudden they're all about me, or you know, I go out there and it's not that good of a performance, or it's just an okay performance, and they're like, "All right, well, let's 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 get you some more, some more guys like Rudy or something like that." So you. I don't know what it goes off of, you know, because, you know, the one thing I was upset about is this six months layover. Like, if you want me to improve, I don't want to keep getting in the cage and feeling like this is a foreign place. If you make, if you get me in there, when I first started the first three fights, there were three months, three months, four months max in between. And I felt so good going into my third and third fight. I was like, man, this is normal. I've, I've been in, I was just in the cage three months ago. I'm super comfortable. This is, this is becoming a norm. Now when you get those six months break and then your competition comes up, you're breaking up competition, the pressure gets heavier because you're in the main card, it kind of gives you a little bit more stress. But it's just like, man, this all would have been eliminated had I just been competing more. I don't, I, I didn't really care at, to a certain point of like, if you're not going to give me the competition I'm asking for, then just get me in, the, just get me in the cage. I just want to fight, you know? So that, that was, that was my only uh, problem that I was having, but I, I would hope you know I go after after i go out there and, and knock rudy out that that i get more more push behind me
0: bellator is rumored right there's a lot of rumors going around that they're going to go to japan on new year's eve and fedor and rampage is also rumored to be fighting on that card you know would you be interested in, in getting on that event
1: hell yeah I'm, <laughs> i already talked to bellator i said i want to go in the risen tournament You know what I'm saying? I want to go into the RZA tournament because I heard, I actually heard so many great things about the Japanese fan base from Rampage. And uh, so I I think that's a great opportunity just to get worldwide. You know what I mean? That's a big connection. And and, and I feel like the Asian uh, culture is, is more martial arts is more important to them. You know, that's more of their culture just naturally in their culture than like football is for Americans. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about everybody knows about football, but I feel like in that in the uh, Chinese culture, Asian culture, that uh, martial arts is very well you know in their culture. So I feel like I just want to touch that a little bit, and I would love to go into a kung fu jo- dojo and or uh, and learn something like that, just because I feel like that is like the base of where it's all this all started from. You know what I mean? This is where it, I feel like that's where it originated from, from a different a lot of different backgrounds. But I just think that would be a great experience.
0: Do you consider yourself more of a martial artist than a fighter?
1: Um, I would say yeah. I, I would say I'm a fighter, becoming a martial artist, trying to be, try, learning my way into becoming a martial artist. Because right now I'm just fighting. You know, I'm going out there. I'm trying to trying to win the fight. I'm starting to learn more of the art as I continue and and develop my, my skills. But yeah, I would say I'm I'm working to be a martial artist.
0: All right, man. August twenty fourth. Delta 225, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Thank you, Tyrell, for the time, man, and uh, good luck on this fight Thank you. in your future. And hopefully, you know, I'll see you in, in Japan.
1: Yeah, hopefully I'll see you in Japan, man. Thank you for having me.